everybody. This is the Empty Arena Podcast, episode 33, plus 235. That's WrestleMania 35, because that's what we're talking about today. Yeah. Um, along with Raw and SmackDown post-WrestleMania, my Hall of Fame experience, and Access, if you want to. We could do that, too. Why not? Let's do that. We had, we had a lot of experience yeah, we, this weekend. We, we had a very big uh, WWE weekend. Uh, I, I did the math, and it's actually between NXT... Hall of Fame, WrestleMania, Raw, and SmackDown. It comes out to about 17 and a half hours of wrestling content this weekend alone. Holy smokes. Did you count the pre-pre-show and the post-pre-show? Yes, I counted pre-pre-shows. What about the post-post-show? Post-post-pre-pre, I counted. Uh, Pre-post-pre-post, I counted. And post-post-pre-pre, What about post What about the pre-pre-post-pre? Got to cover all of these. Think of that. All right, all right. Yeah. So, uh, where do we want to start, gentlemen? Well, let's start. Uh, this is a lot for. We have to do NXT separately. I feel like, but John, NXT happened this weekend. NXT happened on Friday. <laughs> but John, yeah, tell us about your. John went to the Hall of Fame. I did. Uh, that, that was a bucket list thing for me to do. Uh, I finally got a chance yeah. to see it. Um, I was sitting in the section, very, literally right next to the stage, uh, probably about eight rows up. I saw everything. Like I saw Tori Wilson, uh, Stacey Keebler. Uh, Hogan, I saw uh, Bret Hart. It was, it was phenomenal. It was awesome. Up I also saw personal. Huh? I also, yes, I did. All I also happened to see our good friend Mr. Rastafarian hat. He was he actually ran down the aisle to the next of uh, next to me and where my wife was. God bless my wife. Shout out to my wife. Love my wife, Christina. This is a shout out for my wife, um, <laughs> who is a fantastic wife. Who should be inducted uh, into the WWE, the WWE Hall of Fame. Yeah, the wife, she... the, 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 the Hall of Fame. I can't speak. Okay. The support of she, the support of she wife went Wayne. to every single event that John got tickets for. She went to the Hall of Fame. She went to Access. Uh, that's, a, that's a short list there, Chris. <laughs> every but to her, it's, it's more, an enormous that, list. That, that, that's more. like that's like WWE inducting Drew Carey into the Hall of Fame. He's not <laughs> really a Hall of Famer. He showed up two twice more to events than my wife would have gone to. So she gets she takes the cake that Christina. That she does. Um, Back to the story. So uh, out of the corner of my eye, I see Mr. Rastafarian hat uh, running down the aisle. And I'm thinking to myself, what the fuck is this guy doing? Uh-oh. And I see him, and he jumps the barricade. And I'm thinking, is it like a wrestler coming back that like is trying to start a feud with Hart? Like somehow, or, or Natty. <laughs> and I saw him run into the ring, tackle Bret Hart. And about there was probably about 150 to 175 wrestlers in there. <laughs> Families and friends on the floor, ninety-five percent of them got up and beat the shit out of this guy. And, yep. And everyone was just in shock, and you felt the the air be drawn from the arena. It was insane. Good job, Barkley Security. Yeah. And meanwhile, fucking yeah. Andrew and I went to SmackDown last night. Not jumping ahead, but they were on top of beach balls. They inflated beach balls last night, and they saw it, and they went to go grab them and took them away. Like that was within like two yeah, seconds. They were on top of the beach mm-hmm. ball yeah. situation, but the, you know. Entertainer safety, eh, not so much. Yeah, but other than that, the Hall of Fame was actually really cool. But once in a lifetime. God bless uh, uh, Bret Hart for just getting up, continued, and, yeah, yeah, and and continuing. And that was relatively early on in his speech. You know, you could tell. I watched it afterwards. Uh, <laughs> I, I watched it on on Monday, and they just cut out that whole piece. So the editing was flawless, though. I got to say yeah, that, except for one thing, Nick pointed the only it out. Problem? Yeah, there's a there's a flyaway. A part of his hair that's just like you it's very noticeable <laughs> it wasn't like a nice neat uh, bun anymore 
Well, it's like flying away off the side of his head. And I was like, wait a minute, his hair got disheveled. That's exactly yeah. where it happened. You know what they say. Mm-hmm. Good thing John Cena knows somebody in the stunt business. <laughs> in the stunt business. In the stunt business. But... It really was pretty seamless. He's talking, yeah. you know, about, he's talking about Jim. He was a good friend of mine. Always made me laugh. And then the next thing you know, his hair's all messed up, and he's just standing there, like half disheveled, and after getting tackled to the ground. And by the way, that was not a that was not a video clip we used. That was Nick. That was Nick. That was Nick. I dressed um, up as Bret Hart many years ago for Halloween. But yes, as you were saying, John. So yeah, the whole thing was cool. It was a once in a lifetime thing. If if, if you want to sit there, for, it was actually very short this year. Surprisingly, it wasn't seven hours. I long. saw that. Yeah, I noticed. Uh, it was only three if hours, you guys right? want ever to, you know, whoever's listening right now, if you guys ever have a chance to do the whole thing, I recommend it. No matter where it is, no matter who's getting inducted, it's it's a cool experience. It very it really is. Seeing yeah. everyone there, uh, you know, Hall and Nash were there. It, it was really cool yeah. seeing a lot of people in a lot of old faces. Did, did the did the wrestlers uh, in the in the gallery or in the arena? Did they interact with the fans at all? Because they were relatively close to where the fans were sitting. Not much. Um, from where I was sitting, like I said, it was probably about seven or eight rows up um, from where they were actually coming in, um, like. You pretty much could go right up to the barricade and say hello to them. I don't know if they really interacted with people. I don't think they did. Mm-hmm. Um, like I saw, I saw, I saw uh, a Sting there. Sting was there. Oh, I didn't. Me. I didn't even see him. Yeah, he was probably on the other side of the ring from what I saw. Um, but like, like I saw DX's entrance before they actually came out. Like I saw yeah. Shawn Michaels and Triple H sitting on top of the Jeep before they went through the through the Titantron. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. <clears throat> Interesting choice. To have the uh, the Hall of Fame like with the have the speakers be in the center of the ring, yeah, they probably won't do that again based off of what happened this yeah. past year. I, I think the reason they did it was just based off the based off the fact that NXT was the night before, exactly, and Monday Night Raw was on Monday. They just didn't want to break down the ring and yeah, and probably up and break way, that, yeah. yeah, probably a ton. Yeah. Um, well, speaking of uh, of NXT, you guys want to just quick. Some quick hits on what what uh, you guys liked about NXT. Just some quick stuff. I feel like if we go through that and WrestleMania, it would be a lot. But um, my favorite match was the opening tag match. Consistent, oh. yes, it was very good. It was it was a great match. I mean, they they always try to start take over on the hottest note possible. And what really stood out about this one in particular to me was the fact that you had the narrative being set up with the War Raiders being the powerful ground-based sort of offensive style against Ricochet and Aleister Black, which are more on the aerial side of things. But you saw spots where Hanson and Rowe were, were doing cartwheels and flips and handspring back elbows and somersault dives to the outside, and you had Ricochet at one point catching Rowe and giving him a fallaway slam, and it was just... All sorts of uh, of a mixture, a smorgasbord of styles just coming together, and it really ended up being a, a fantastic match with with the War Raiders retaining. Um, but again, it was really a lot of fun to watch. Great kickoff to the show. Yeah, yeah, I gotta watch that. I, I only really watched the uh, the Gargano match uh, along with uh, Adam Cole, and can I yeah. tell that crowd was hot. It makes a huge difference. It makes it makes such a difference when you're watching it and you have a hot crowd and you have commentary that that goes along with what's happening in the ring. Mm -hmm. All of those elements, 
it really is what makes a difference in making the the, the viewing experience i think all the yeah. more uh uh reciprocating how yeah. you feel as a fan because when you're watching a lot of things on raw and smackdown half the time i hate to say it there's a lot of flat dialogue going on you know, and oh, it's, a, sure. it's a dead crowd too it sucks the air out of the building and it's it's really yeah. it's all like promos that the commentators yeah. really are talking about they're yeah. pumping up what's next i mean mauro ranello was uh, just just a pleasure to listen to always is <laughs> ba, ba, he always, he always is he is just so incredibly talented he, he he reminds me of like a radio uh like baseball you know play-by-play announcer who describes mm-hmm. what's going on and really paints a picture he, uh, it's even the novice fan that you know would know what it is and gets the person to care about it right he he used to do sports broadcasting when he was younger he actually he used, used to, to oh, he, I don't like doubt he it. did boxing he used to do yeah. boxing and he used to call hockey games i think he used to do college hockey when he was younger i guess amongst many Seems other like things the type that would do college hockey yeah. very yeah. very animated um, um, now that yeah. that was on Friday night, right? That yeah, was on. Right, that was Friday. on Friday. Okay, they did that Friday instead of Saturday. Friday night, unfortunately, I did not watch it because I actually had the uh, the tickets for Access from six to ten. Oh yeah, oh, who did we meet? So, uh, for those of you who've never gone to Access, it's a meet and greet session. Um, you know, take pictures and autographs uh, for base price, and then there's a premium to meet bigger names. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also a, like basically a museum of WrestleMania props and memorabilia. That's really and, cool. We did that yeah, once before. We did that. Uh, you could do a, a create a uh, basically do your own entrance theme. Come out to like the Rock's theme or come out to, you know, Elias's theme. Um, there's also there was also a commentary booth where they they basically play a clip from a wrestling match and I believe they gave you a script. I didn't do it, but they give you a script and you basically commentated on the match and had it recorded. That's, which, that's fun. Which that's would cool. be fun. Yeah. Oh, they wouldn't let you do your own. I don't know. I, I I saw people doing it multiple times, so I'm assuming they gave you a script. I, I don't know. I think I know why they probably did it like that because they figured if people were going to do their own thing and, and say whatever they want and act stupid, that they have to, I think, for maybe liability reasons, keep copies of, of those things and whatever. And I think maybe, I don't know, they probably were not willing to, I guess, let people do it on their own. I don't know. Right. Word to the wise, though, for those of you who have never gone to an access, give yourself time. Uh, I got there at like 10 after 6 to wait in line for Elias, Shelton Benjamin, and um, uh, Sonya Deville. I waited in line for two and a half hours. They they were supposed to they were supposed to switch them at 8 p.m. Uh, they switched them at quarter after 8, and I was like 10 people in. Mm-hmm. And we got the, yeah. I got the, the shitty end of the stick. I got Jinder Mahal, Epico and Primo. As well as Jinder's, Buddy Murphy. Jinder's and, a big fan of the podcast. Yes, yes. As well as Buddy Murphy. <laughs> Don't disrespect our fans, John. Yeah. As well as Buddy Murphy, which which was cool. Seemed you know the cruiserweight champion, but I don't really watch Two Hundred Five Live, unfortunately. So I don't know. Uh, I, I didn't know too Shanti, much about him. Shanti. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Shanti. There's a second section in a different building with uh, a ring uh, that they have ongoing matches. Um, I met in that section. I met X Pac. Jeff Jarrett and the Singh brothers. I don't know that that was a very random pairing. Uh, that and, is kind of random. Yeah, those three guys. But that night there was also Ronda Rousey, Shane McMahon, Hon- uh, Honky Tonk Man. Um, I imagine those cost a little bit more than uh, uh, well, average Rou- base price. Well, Rousey and McMahon did, uh, but Honky Tonk you can meet and all that stuff. But lines were out the door. It was insane. Uh, the Hardy Boys were there. Zach Ryder and Kurt Hawkins. Um, uh, I don't remember who else, but there was a lot of people there that night. Oof. Yeah, it, it was it was a nice experience, but a lot of give yourself time if you ever decide to do it. 
We did that some years back. Yeah, yeah, we did that we back in the Izod Center. Yeah, it, it was set yeah. up out of there, I think. 2013, we got to meet Daniel Bryan. Yes, we did. Yes. That was a lot of fun, fun fact, when we met Daniel Bryan, my eyes were closed when I took the picture. When I met Jinder Mahal, my eyes were closed. Yeah. Yeah, man, I guess it's a 50-50. <laughs> Caught you mid-blink. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we have a big, big WrestleMania card. Should we, uh, dare we go through the entire thing and f- see? Uh, all 65,000. We're going to have to do the abridged version. And we should also point out whether or not our predictions uh, were correct. And I know Nick had a big one. Nick had a big uh, prediction. All right, let's see. Chris, that was very sexual. So, big uh, prediction, I if you know what I mean. have a lot of big things, yes. If, uh, oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Ladies, holla at the boy. <laughs> Man. Uh, I, you know, 16 matches I'm looking at this. I can't believe we sat through 16 matches. And, yes, we were all there. The Empty Arena squad, along with our... our, our uh, couple of our fans. Fan of the couple podcast. A couple of our groupies. Brandon was uh was sitting Brandon uh, Brandon was sitting next to us. Uh, shout us. out to Jason Torres. Jason Torres who got Jason. lost. He got lost <laughs> in the line with us uh, getting into the arena. So uh, it was great seeing you and uh Joe V was there. Hey Joe V. Our boy Joe V came over, Joe said v. hi. Uh King John Broadway was in attendance apparently. Yes he was. The king made it, the king made an appearance. We did not get a chance to see him. But uh, I saw he was rocking a John Cena hat. So yep. And uh, shout, shout out to Joe V in this one. He actually met Scott Steiner, who was tailgating with them. Uh, That's Scott awesome. Steiner's That's a big experience. fan. Yeah. And Joe V actually got his. Uh, he was the winner of our first contest. He got his beer last week at his birthday. Got him his beer. Got him his beer. Yeah, we happy really birthday, Joe V. Birds at one stone. Yes. Happy birthday, there's a there's a 34 episode turnaround time on prizes, folks. Yeah, it's gonna take you about six months. <laughs> you have to go to legal to to yeah. show. <laughs> Gotta so. dot those eyes and cross those T's. You know how it is, Joe um, B. Yep. <laughs> so on the kickoff show, um, was the cruiserweight title Tony Nese versus uh Buddy Murphy? We have uh, a new champ, right? Yep, Tony, Tony Nese. Uh, the the son of Long Island, Tony Nese won. Tony Nese won. A uh, quick match, 10 minutes, yeah. open the show. I may have gone for beer during that match. Uh, <laughs> I did go for beer during that match, yeah. unfortunately, but that was I, cool. I don't think I did because we were, we were too close to the field, so. Yeah. <laughs> not, not just being humble here, but. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, if I went back and watched it, and I will eventually go back and watch Mania on my own time, but I, I imagine, I mean. It was. It looked to be a very good match from where we were sitting, yeah. and I just think that what makes it hard is that when you're just getting into the arena and a lot of people are still shuffling in, the pre-show is not a priority to most folks. Even if you have no, half no. the amount of people there, even it, it's still. I I don't think it really um, got over just by virtue of the fact that it is. You know, it's like going to a concert and and actually going to see the opening act that you probably don't care about sadly right yeah so that was like me going to van halen and the opening act was casey and the sunshine band exactly <laughs> that's I, I that was when i went too. Yeah, they were, they yeah, were opening for yeah. them ironically enough <laughs> but um, what i think is happening is um this is late. buddy buddy murphy we all thought well this guy's gonna carry the belt for a long time 
maybe this means a main roster call-up. Who knows? Because now it's post-mania, and now they're really shuffling things around. So I suppose... If Buddy Murphy's yeah. listening, I know Tony needs his theme song now. So thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Great story about that. Yeah. Um, uh, the the next match was the Women's Battle Royal. Uh, nice thing, Hall of Fame, the, during the ceremony, uh, when DX was out there, they are calling for next year's Battle Royal to be titled the China Women's Mario, Battle I, Royal. I am Royal. on board with that. Yes, 100%. I am totally on board. That would be that would be really yeah, that'd be cool. Uh, really nice. Uh, I I don't know if WWE is receptive to that. Well, I'm sure. I'm sure that was Hunter's. Uh, Did Hunter Hunter's was that was Hunter the one who actually said it? Um, no, I, I think don't was, remember. I think it was X Pac. Yeah, I think it was X Pac. Mm. I believe it was X Pac. Right. Yeah, for uh, reasons that we uh, that we all know. Well, uh, yeah, I think sure. it would I think it would carry weight, especially when you're saying it's standing next to somebody like Triple H. So maybe there is some merit to it. Well, uh, not to go off too much too much off topic here, but Triple H during that ceremony actually pointed out China's sister who was in the audience. Got it. Right. And uh, he was like, you know, China is like Joni's here with us. Uh, her sister's sitting right they, here. Yeah. They kept referring to her as the old. You know the old Joni or the old China. You know, you know what I mean. Uh, I don't know what they were referring to. Well, Anybody I, I know, catch that? Yeah. Well, I know China was battling her demons right before she, right. Uh, you know, passed away. Yeah. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. no, was, was it uh, was it dr- me- mental illness, drug use? Uh, I, think it was a bit, I think it was a little bit of both. Unfortunately. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, um, uh, but yeah, that would I be a great. That was interesting. That would be a nice touch if they do end up commemorating her her memory with, with that battle royal mm-hmm. yeah so yeah so this battle royal takes place and um well, uh, it involved 29 women with a surprise entrant de- uh, entrant at the end of carmella yeah where well, the I hell think, was carmella, carmella was in the in, in the match she just you know what i was actually Did? confused as to who she was because i didn't know her she changed her hair yeah to uh she became a brunette i thought it was alina vega the entire time but i don't think mm-hmm. i don't think she was included in the original 29 Maybe I, not, but uh, I'm uh, 17 or whatever it was. She not, not, showed up not at 20, the end. Uh, 17. She popped up. Like, I think from she the like outside. The, uh, yeah. I think she was underneath the ring. Yeah. But, I mean, it was it was interesting. It was, uh, I, I mean, the the first nine minutes of it, of, out of the 10-minute match, I couldn't tell who, who was who, yeah. throwing over anybody. Yeah. And, like, I just, mm-hmm. and Mandy Rose didn't get her own entrance, so that's my issue with it. But uh, <laughs> that's just me. Uh, um, Sarah Logan um, and uh, was was it Sarah Logan that was, was uh, I think Sarah Logan Oscar Sarah Logan and Sonya Deville right right there was the last four I believe last Sarah four last yeah, three. yeah. Well, and then, yeah, and then four, Sarah because... Logan was like oh my god I won I won and then Carmella shuts out of nowhere and does her yeah I, does I just waved does her wave can't see that but... and then mm-hmm. uh, I mean I I would have liked to have seen Sarah Logan win actually just yeah. I think that whole riot squad need needed something. Yeah, they but... need a win because what in the world? I mean, to be honest, the way that the riot squad has been booked, I mean, even if Sarah Logan had won, do you think that they're going to get a push from that? It probably would have been like, oh, that's a nice feather in her cap. And yeah, they would continue to be jobbers. Yeah, uh, the Joe Bear Royale. But I think the uh, I think the pre-show is what, the kickoff show is pretty much a tribute to the New York, New Jersey tri-state area. Because the first yeah. winner was Tony Nese from Long Island. Carmella was quote unquote Staten Island, very true, slash Connecticut. Um, and, the, and then you the, had Saturday Night Live people, right? And then the Raw Tag Team Titles was Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins versus the Revival. And obviously, we you know, know Zack yeah. Ryder and Kurt Hawkins are both from Queens and Long Island. So yeah, so that so uh, as far as the women's battle royal, I think we were all wrong. I don't think any of us got that right because nobody said Carmella. Nope. nope. No. Um, 
I didn't even know Carmella was in there. For the for the next match, this woman was was added later on, so we didn't get a chance to. And we were all wrong about Buddy Murphy too. Provide our predictions. Yes, God we bless all... you, Nick. Thank you. So th- you know, keep on listening for our for our accurate predictions. <laughs> we are the Mike Francesa of wrestling predictions. Um, so had, I think uh, in this case, I think the Raw Tag Team titles are going to go to. Uh, uh, got, got these people that come out there and they're, they're mocks. You know, they just they go out in the crowd and they don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> Proceed. So the the next tag the next tag team was the uh, the Raw Tag Team Champions Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins. <laughs> that was my awful, awful, awful Chris Mad Dog Russo impression. Oh, I thought you were trying to do a Vincent Gentile impression, <laughs> or, a Mar- <laughs> or a Marty Golden. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is uh, Kurt Hawkins and Zack Ryder. That's um, a Marty Gold. So yeah, Kurt Hawkins and Zack Ryder. Don't look up Marty. Don't look up Marty Golden on Urban Dictionary. <laughs> you, my God. Yeah, I feel you about that. Well, now that you said that, everyone's gonna do it, of course. So, uh, so yeah, tag uh, match. Yeah, they they won this. That was you know, long match actually, but. Uh, Hey, it's Ryder winning at Mania again, and he didn't lose the titles the next night, so that's so, kind of Yeah, they kept it on so, them. So now my question is, do they count this against Kurt Hawkins' losing streak? They have to. I mean, It is, yeah, because yeah. he, he was only picked up the victory, so that's uh, he broke the streak. So he broke the streak of WrestleMania. So just like The Undertaker, he can't well, have really, a streak. Yeah, oh, okay. I didn't think uh, that would count because it was a tag, t- uh, tag team. Yeah, that was, uh, it was solid. And, I mean, the Revival were going to probably just... Something has to be figured out. Maybe they'll go to SmackDown after the Superstar Shakeup or AEW. Or for AEW. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, oh, the next match: the Thirty Man Under the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Strowman picked up the victory. I think. I think we all said most that. of us, yeah. uh, except Chris. No, Chris I said Colin Jost. He came in second. Uh, he did. Gave us a little scare. You, you said Colin Jost. I said Adam Sandler. Nick said uh, Mike Myers. John. Uh, I said Colin Quinn. How about Colin, Colin Quinn? Colin Quinn. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Quinn. SNL references. <laughs> the yeah, this was uh, was what it was. I don't know. It's hard to talk. It's hard to analyze this match. It was just literally who like all mid card feuds. Yeah, the this. story was just SNL and Braun Strowman. That's all it was. Uh, point. Uh, Colin Jost actually played the heel. Uh, he was wearing a Cleveland Browns jersey. Yeah. It took me a little while to notice that, but yeah. I did eventually see that. It was pretty funny. So, um, he, he was, Colin Jost was playing a heel uh, in this whole you know two-week feud, um, which what, was okay, I guess. You know what could have been so much better is if like they f- started feuding in like February and then on Weekend Update... They like, came out and yeah. Like, they, would try to, like, they would like try to find someone to represent them at Mania... And maybe have like wrestlers come on weekend update, like mm-hmm. oh we have Samoa Joe here, oh we have Seth Rollins, we have Baron Corbin, like you know just like a row of wrestlers like each week. See, I think would have been perfect in this case would have been Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, something like that. Yeah, I think that yeah, like they were both weren't being used, so why not? Yeah, mm-hmm. they weren't even in the match. Nope, nope. Um, all right, so that so, was that was the pre-show. Yeah, so right away, uh, what opened the show was Alexa Bliss coming out. And she basically said, oh, I'm the host. I can do whatever the hell I want. I have to snap my fingers. All of a sudden, Hogan's music hits. Hollywood Hogan, brother. He comes out. Got a nice pop from the 82,000 fans of uh, MetLife yep. Stadium. That was cool to see. And the, they had the helicopters coming in. Yeah, yeah. 
the uh, army. Well, I guess the I guess the Blue Angels weren't available that night. <laughs> I think they were. Was it NYPD? No, no, it was, no. It was, uh, it was military. military. Yeah, Marine Division. military. Yep. Um, so that was pretty cool saying that. But uh, Hogan called it the Pontiac uh, Pontiac Silverdome, and then he corrected himself by saying MetLife Center. Yes, the MetLife Center. I was like, <laughs> right. "You're still wrong, schmuck." <laughs> so it was a joke that turned into an actual mistake. <laughs> mistake, but hey, yeah. he's a zero for two. Yep, but it got, was cool. It was cool to right. see him. Yep, it so, was cool to see him. Opening match, which we were not expecting, was the Universal China, uh, Universal Championship. Um, now, Let it be known, Andrew. You can yes, attest. Yes, yes, yes. Chris I, called this. I called it. I said, "What's the first match?" I said, "It's going to be Rollins and Lesnar." And it was. And Chris, do you, how did you figure that out? Because it's bothering me. <laughs> what equation did you use, Chris? It's like that end of the Bat of Batman episode where, like, he fights the Riddler. That and he, at the end, Riddler's going crazy trying to figure out how Batman figured out his riddle. <laughs> Isn't that like every episode? <laughs> And at the very end, he's like, "How could you? How could you get out of the safe?" <laughs> because Riddler. <laughs> yeah. But uh, but Seth beat Brock. Uh, Brock is leaving, going to UFC. Well, we'll see. I guess that rem- does that remain to be seen, or is it not the? Uh... Yeah, I mean, at least the first Raw after WrestleMania, you had you know Rollins came and said he's going to be a fighting champion, this, that, and the other thing, and let it known that. Lesnar and Heyman were hopping a plane to Las Vegas and to say to stay there. I read um, supposedly that it, this was a last minute switch up as far as putting them on first because when Heyman was walking out to the ring, Hogan wasn't even aware. So when you saw Hogan looking at Heyman with that confused look, I, I think it was legit because that was literally just on the spot what was called to have them go out and have the match right off the bat. So I don't know if there's merit to that, but it sounds pretty interesting. You know, I, I think from a pacing perspective, I think this was the right move. Yeah. Because no, as much as Lesnar is a draw, I don't. I I think we just want to see him without the title. Like it's like, mm-hmm. like get this thing out of the way because, I mean, we you could have easily had put it, you know, right before the Rousey match, but. I like how it was paced. Yeah. But the pacing of the show was good up until the very end. Yeah. It really is a a way to make a statement for the event to really get it off to a hot mm-hmm. start, establishing something that is really impactful uh, for not just the event itself, but for the months to come. Because now you have Seth Rollins with the Universal title, and you have a crop full of guys on Raw who were lingering around the mid card. Yeah. In between that and getting into the main event, first yeah. guy that comes to my mind eventually, we'll get to his match, is Drew McIntyre. I predict yeah. that he'll eventually be in the picture to challenge Rollins. Yeah. So now you have something for these guys to to you know contest over. In and now remember, line. you have you have the superstar shakeup next week too. So you That's might right. see some SmackDown guys who uh, would would show some uh, some newer matchups and maybe some more interesting yes. matchups. Yes, thankfully. And I, as as far as uh, predictions go, I th- I think Nick and I were the only ones that got this one wrong. I like everyone else, Lesner, uh, yeah. I think Nick Nick and I had said Lesnar, but from what I remember, Chris, John, and Danny said. Yeah, uh, said, I said Seth. I said Seth. Frickin' Rollins. 
I picked Seth, but I wouldn't have been surprised if he had lost because I, I was very surprised. And all throughout the card, and we'll get to the other ones in, in, a, in a couple right. of minutes. Uh, but all of the the major championships change hands, and yep. they were all like these Cinderella story uh, underdog things, which is usually usually get two out of the three of them. Yeah. You're not going to get all three. Uh, well, but I'm gl- I'm glad it happened. I'm glad that it's all three because it's 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 almost like a. Uh, a, a reset, a new season of, of, of wrestling. Exactly. Now, what about a non-championship match, uh, meaning the triple threat between AJ Styles, Randy Orton, and the lights? <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, for those man, you, did you see that Twitter stuff? They, they yeah. all so, over WWE so, for so for those of you who are at home, probably didn't see this. I don't know because we didn't see the match really, but um, that's a whole different story. But uh, apparently... Uh, our section over to maybe about three or four sections over to the end zone from where the Giants and Jets normally play. Yeah. Um, were basically laser lights shining in most of the section's eyes, and that started chants of turn the lights off, clap, 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 clap. We had no, yeah, we were even confused because we, like, although we could, we had an, uh, essentially an obstructed view, but uh, there were people that were sitting, like, you know, diagonally 20, from yeah, us. Yeah, and that, 20 rows behind us that yeah. couldn't see a damn thing. Yeah, literally the lights yeah. from the giant canopy structure were bl- blaring, into, blaring these, yeah. into these people's yeah. faces. But the best part was that they chanted for probably about 20 to 25 minutes nonstop, back and forth with you know yeah. them, them in another section. And finally, yeah. the lighting guys actually heard it and said... Oh, maybe we should turn the lights off. And they turned the they turned the lights off. Turn that, and you should have heard that pop. Yep. <laughs> but uh, everybody on Twitter and on Instagram and people that I've spoken to—that's all that they have been talking about. Like, oh, I heard there are a bunch of you know fuck ups. Yeah. <laughs> from the from a technical standpoint, and yep. it's a shame because the Orton and, and AJ match was was really good. I was doing my yeah, best to focus a great on match. it. I yeah, I actually watched the match uh, the next day. Yeah, and uh, uh, AJ kicked out a bunch of times from uh, attempted RKOs, yep. uh, and this was I, I didn't realize this, but this is actually AJ Styles' first uh, WrestleMania debut. His uh, first you, win? You mean his first? Win? No, this no. Is, he, no, this is not his debut. No, oh, I thought it was because no. he faced no. uh, Jericho, I think, in his first WrestleMania, and then the year after was uh, Shane McMahon. Are, are you thinking? Oh, uh, maybe matchup with Orton. Oh, maybe, maybe that's something. Special Orton, yeah. Uh, well, actually, I think they they actually fought. I think on SmackDown, like it was a wishy washy match, though it wasn't an actual like physical bout. But right, right, all right. I was yeah. mistaken. AJ Don't defeated be. Orton. AJ, I was I was surprised. I, I didn't call this yes. one either. I I think I called Orton as well. I think I called. Yeah, Orton too. I called Orton. I thought Orton was. I mean, I thought Orton should win. I, it would make sense. Uh, but hopefully, but although on SmackDown you see that uh, Orton attacked Ali, so I guess is that feud over with him yeah, and AJ. I guess so. Seems well, we'll, we'll get to that and a, yeah. and a missed opportunity. Well, for um, actually, I was looking at the looking at the, uh, the the predictions. Danny was the only one that got that right. Danny was the only one who thought AJ was going to win. That bastard. Son of a uh, bee. Uh, 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 he, I think, made all of his predictions correct, except for the women's t- tag match. If anyone wants to know where Danny is tonight, he's actually still sleeping in the back of Dan- uh, Andrew's car. <laughs> yes, we had a long, <laughs> long ride home on Sunday night, getting yeah. to MetLife Stadium. That yep. was an adventure in and of itself. He needed a nappy nap. <laughs> and I, as, a, as a words of the wise, uh, 
to tired driving is way more dangerous than drunk driving. <laughs> I almost fell asleep twice. Sorry, John. So this goes into the SmackDown tag titles. Uh, the Usos, uh, The Bar, Ricochet, and Aleister Black, and Rusev, and Shinsuke. Shinsuke uh, Nakamura. The, the Usos retained. I think we all called that one. Yeah. Um. Actually, no. I said Aleister Black and oh. uh, Ricochet. Well, Rico you would have been stupid. Stupid. I thought, you know, I, you know, since it was, since they were... You know, since they had their quote-unquote swan song on Friday at NXT, they right. were crying in the ring. You know, Ricochet was, like, teary-eyed. I think that was the last time they were going to be at an, be in an NXT event. Um, wow. So when I saw that, I, I just, I was like, they're definitely going to get the titles. Like, it's something new, something fresh. It's it's going to happen. And it did not happen. They got nice pops, though. Yeah. Yeah, it looks like, uh, uh, yeah, Nick... Chris and Danny all, all thought the Usos. John and I thought Black and Ricochet. Yeah, apparently that didn't work. John and I are the Black and Ricochet of That's the right. group. We are um, odd men out. Speaking of odd men out, uh, nobody thought this next match was going to do so well. Shane O'Mac versus The Miz in a false count anywhere match. It started oh. off super slow. Started off almost painfully boring. Yeah, but in the end it was fucking cool. Yeah, it was cool. It was a good... So I think the best nice. part of that match was them climbing up the, uh, the, the what do you call it? the scaffolding? The scaffolding and doing the uh, the superplex. Yeah, that was the finish. I yeah. mean, I, I kudos to the Miz, yeah. who again, and Proving everybody himself. knows, I yeah. I am a I'm a Miz fan, uh, but he he pulled off a, a really good story, built himself up in terms of a you know. A mid card to top level face uh, on a, on a crowded face show of SmackDown, uh, but to create a story to back it up and with some good storytelling in the ring as well, um, and still looking strong even though he lost. Kudos also to Shane McMahon. Don't forget, he's forty nine years old, yeah, and whatever. he took a bunch of fucking bumps. <laughs> yeah, you he know, did. Jump, uh, you know, jump it off the. I'm assuming that had to be at least 20 feet, 25 feet. Yeah, but that platform was oh, I know, very, but... very padded. Yeah, I know, but still. <laughs> it was like uh, jumping into a trampoline. Yeah, but, but any any movement to the left or right or front or you behind have to be very it, yeah, you have careful. to be super careful yeah. when you land. Yeah. You know, they, they could have screwed something up on the next or whatever, you know? But, right. Yeah, and I, I think we all knew. I mean, we all got this one right. Shane was going over because it was an opportunity for Shane to go over without looking, without making the Miz look bad. And mm-hmm. I mean, you knew at the end Miz had it won. It's one of those situations where the face has it won, and then you go a little step further, and the heel ends up winning. So yeah. it's it, none of us walked away saying, "Ugh, the Miz is like booked so poorly; he's getting buried." It yeah, no, he had a opposite. very, yeah. very good, very good showing. Yeah, yeah. And they and they still uh, there's a couple of nice little spots too. There's a skull crushing finale uh, on top of the scaffolding that uh, that Shane O'Mac kicked out of. Right. Um, <laughs> uh, McMahon, uh, the Miz's father. Oh my God! That big potato pota- face. Big yeah. potato face. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, he mean. tried to do 
Yeah. Ugh. The memes that have been coming out of that, I have I have to post a few. Yeah. Because they're just so please, good. Please do. Are they yeah, da- are so they dank good. enough? Uh they're dank. They're just about. They're wholesome and they're also dank. So. <laughs> That's but the opposite I'm of going to go on Urban Dictionary and, and learn the definition of dank memes. <laughs> yes, Chris, you like to, if you find it, feel free to read it to the uh, to the class. Oh, I will. Dank. Uh, my my one issue. Dank with my memes. One, my one issue with the, with the match, you know, I just feel like Shane McMahon. He, he, why is he getting? Uh, it's like every time he's in a match, he has to have some type of stipulation or gimmick, because he's never gonna look good one-on-one against a wrestler you know like that's i think exactly what it is it's they have to for his sake put gimmicks in in order for him to get away with doing those big spots right i mean i wish they like use him sparingly i have i he needs to get out of the survivor series thing i just don't like every time he's in the survivor series match i think though he's i think he's playing a very good heel though he is oh very good yeah now it's yeah it's He's becoming annoying. He's he's, be- he's becoming his father, right? Mm-hmm. I, I think it, I think essentially that's what's going to happen. The way he's messing with that ring announcer. Oh yeah, God. Oh, that was great, Greg Hamilton. Well, <laughs> stupid question. Um, at WrestleMania, was that the first time that he came out as the best in the world, or has he been doing that for a while? Oh, he's, no, been, for he's a while. been doing that for a couple of weeks now. Has he? Okay. Oh yeah. The best in the world. <laughs> no, no, no! You're doing it wrong. Yeah, he, he pulled, pulled, he pulled him by his, by his tie. This past back down, like up the ramp, and like humiliated the guy. Um. Oh my god. Uh, speaking of humiliation, I was just about to say that. Speaking of humiliation, are we going for the women's tag titles? You know it. Yeah. So that was the the iconics uh, versus iconic uh, versus the Boston <laughs> Hug versus the. Divas of Doom versus Nia Antimita. That's right. What so, a what a match. I, I don't know if we did we all agree on this that the Iconics are gonna win? No. no. Right? We didn't. Nick, Quite the Nick opposite. Nick was the only one. I was Nick alone. was the one that thought they Th- this were is this is the one that he uh, this is the one he called. There was a lone wolf in this one. He was the Baron Corbin in this one. <laughs> <laughs> well, literally, John, Danny, Andrew, Hug, and Boss Connection. Iconics, Chris and Nick. Chris, you were on this one too, but were you? Was not that I remember. Did I? Yes. Well, hey, for those of you who, for for those of you who remember what Chris uh, said, reach out to us on (laughs) social media, please. (laughs) Chris is usually drunk when he films this podcast. Uh, Pretty much, I am drunk. I'm drunk right now. So, Uh, uh, (laughs) Nick, what, what? What? Oh, sorry, Chris, were you saying something? No, 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 no. Go ahead. I was going to say, Nick, since you, uh, what made you think that the Iconics were going to win this one? I just had this weird feeling. I, I knew Beth and Natalia were definitely not going to win because Beth was just a, a novelty act that was coming in temporarily. I, I didn't, also didn't think Naya and Tamina were going to win it either. I just didn't feel like much was going on there. I, I noticed that in the last couple of weeks, Naya hasn't really been active physically in the matches. I don't know if she's working through an injury or whatnot, but I noticed that she hasn't been as active in a lot of the matches. Um, but yeah. I thought this was a golden opportunity for them to strike an iron that was starting to get really high with the Iconics because they're slowly starting to really f- work their way into their own. And I, I just had this feeling that they were going to steal it. 
Yeah, and yeah. it's exactly the way that they did it and the way that you called. They tagged themselves in, took advantage of somebody else doing all the work, and they, like you said, mm-hmm. snuck in and they, stole it. There has to be thievery at every WrestleMania, and I think this this one fit the bill for that requirement. <laughs> um, one thing I want to point out that I thought was awesome, uh, Beth and Natty came out with Bret Hart. Yes, that uh, was a really, yeah, a really nice cool. pop. Cool visual, yeah, yeah. I like that. Um, I guess after the whole thing that everyone knew that uh, he got attacked. That was nice oh, sure. that they showed that. It was nice, yeah. He, and you know, Bret Hart just being Bret Hart came out in like sneakers and like uh, pair of jeans. And shirt. Like, yeah. He's like, "All right, I'm gonna go walk back now." <laughs> they probably told him to like accompany them to the ring. He was like, "Nah, nah I'm good. The I'm ramp's just, too nah. long. <laughs> my my plate's still at catering. <laughs> they had, they had a lot. <laughs> Where's the cheesecake? But there, you know, there were a lot of good spots in the in this uh, match for sure and. You know, I think the the best part was the ending. Um, just it's weird now to see. I you know I've I, I don't want to jump too far ahead into like Raw and, and SmackDown, but it's just uh, I, I noticed that the Sasha Sasha has like had some weird posts go out lately on like social media. I know she, like Alexa Bliss had blocked her on 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 Twitter, but I think something is going on with. Uh, with with Sasha, I hope she's okay, but it looks like some weird, yeah, well, like some some drama issue. happening. Yeah, definitely some drama. She left this really big like post on Twitter. She had a, she canceled the show appearance at Wendy Williams. Yeah, so it's a little. How you doing? How you doing? <laughs> yeah, they they uh, apparently they, they they kicked her off the. Uh, they said that she's never allowed back on on the show. I'm like uh, I think she could. I think Sasha could do a lot better than Wendy Williams. Go to Dr. Phil. I, I wouldn't worry uh, that you got kicked off that show out of all shows. <laughs> um, the next match, to our surprise, uh, was the WWE Championship match for Kofi and uh, Daniel Bryan. This was an awesome match. Yes. Match of the night. Yeah. And, and I kind of figured it was going to be Kofi. Stole the show. Stole the show. And I don't want to say, I don't want to like, I know we've been to a lot of live events. This might be one of the, like, my one of my favorite matches to ever watch live. Out of the matches, like not may not, may not may not be the best WrestleMania match ever, but as far as like crowd reaction build up to see that live and to see it unfold, it was it was awesome. It was yeah, great. Completely agree. The the only it, thing, it, it, no god, no it it just seemed as though uh, the whole the whole stadium was was living and dying with Kofi that night for the for those however long it was twenty minutes twenty five minutes yeah. Uh, the, the entire stadium was in the palm of their hands. They, they just put on an incredible performance. We got our happy ending that we wanted, and I, I was wrong that I thought that that uh, Vince McMahon would <laughs> wait, have wait, Chris, them. wait, Chris, what? you got your happy ending? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I, I should not have chuckled at that. Who am I, Bob Kraft? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Sorry. Uh, Nope, 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 no, no, no happy ending. <laughs> we all got our happy ending in terms of Kofi Kingston winning the WWE title. Yes, if that's what we're calling it nowadays. Yes. Wink, wink. <laughs> um, um, even though that wasn't the end of the show. You know what? Though? what huh? I said you said it was a happy ending, even though it wasn't the end of the show. It was far from the end. Yeah, yeah. no, oh. but that was that was what everybody was really waiting for. Yeah. Right. I mean, that was uh, what, what I didn't understand though. They, they, there's. I, I love Kofi. He d- totally deserves this, but they keep saying he's the second male African American WWE Championship title holder now. 
Andrew and I were talking about this, and we were trying to figure out if there's if there's actually any truth to that. But the way the yeah. way everyone's looking at this is by a certain title um, lineage. Like yeah, title that, structure is so weird. It's yeah, so odd. It, so I I don't know if I don't know if he's really considered the second African American champion. Do you know holder. who the first? Who was the first? See, I thought, it, I thought it was Ron Simmons, but when I looked Bobby that up... Bobby Lashley. No, but when I looked that up, I, I when I thought it was Ron Simmons, he was actually the first uh, uh, WCW uh, title yeah. holder, the first African-American title holder for that. So hmm. it, it's really... Now that I come to think of this, like it's really confusing okay. with all the titles. They consider Ric Flair yeah. 17 times, right? What lineage of 17 times is that? Exactly. It's yeah. It has to. It has to be a mix of like WWE, NWA, WC, WCW. Um, that's the same thing. Like that goes for the Dudleys. Like oh, they're the mo- you know, the most decorated team. Tag team title, right? And they have eight. You know, twenty seven tag titles, and it's like oh, well, they have four in ROH. They have right. eight on Raw, and it's like what? Yeah, and I, I I guess if we go if you go straight up, like whatever you're calling the WWE title, right? Kofi, I guess, is the is the first African American champion because then you you're not taking well, into say, account like well they say the second the second who yeah I like I said I thought it, I thought it was Ron Simmons but I don't know now because oh well is it um, let's do it let's do a quick Google um, while while John uh, researches that as far as who got predictions right uh, this was the one that Danny got wrong. What? He thought... Daniel Guys, Bryan, we have to cancel the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> he thought Debry was going to uh, go over. Um, but no, it was, our, it was our boy Kofi Kingston. So, just uh, Kofi is the first African-born WWE. I see. Champion. But, but the, the, there's all different... Wordings right. of this, like some like people, some websites are saying Kofi Kingston becomes the first Black WWE champion. Uh, others are saying that he's the first African-born WWE champion. That I think is the distinction that yeah, is probably going to set him apart from other people on that mm-hmm. list. See, yeah. now I'm also reading Rocky Johnson was also a African American champion. So right, right, right. So, so, yeah, yeah so it's very convoluted. I feel like, yeah, yeah. But, but I mean, even but, uh, like I, I, I'm very happy Kofi won. He totally deserves it. Oh sure, yes, he absolutely deserves it. And just he, want to put that he out looks there. like he's he's Gotta he's having decent. the absolute time of his life right now. At all these, he's bringing in his kids, his right. wife. He's got all the fans love him. Um, I hope that they give him a nice run. I would love to see them, you know, hope... give him a nice run. Yeah. I, and I, and I hope they learn. I hope WWE learns that this is what happens when you strike while the iron is hot. Mm-hmm. You know, because they could have easily had given him the title at Fastlane and have him like defend it at Mania against Brian in like a rematch. But right. The fact that they took him out of that match entirely and just straight up told the fans like, "Oh yeah, Kofi's in a triple threat." You know what? Not anymore. It's going to be a handicap. And then he had to deal with all those gauntlet matches, which they overdid it with the gauntlet matches. I will say, yeah, yeah, that was it became a, tedious. And yeah. as as they kept going on, you knew he was going to win. But who knows? <laughs> maybe if they had, you know, maybe if the if if the path wasn't, um, yeah, it was almost it was almost like comically like the odds were in his favor to the point where it's like, well, something has to give now. Like 
it, I think he should have had one more, like maybe one-on-one matches that went longer. But regardless, everyone loved it, and and you know Daniel Bryan had he was in this position five years ago, and mm-hmm. and it's how how cool is that for uh, Bryan to give that to somebody else now? Yeah, give that moment. Yeah, no, that is nice. Yeah, very selfless. I just found a really cool Bleacher Report article that I'm looking through, and it gives like every title holder's lineage of you know, oh, their, yeah. their country, like Check their yeah. Um, uh, but so, like Rock, Rocky Johnson's actually African American, but he's from Nova Scotia, Canada, so <laughs> not really African American. No, no one will know. <laughs> um, well, post that link to our bio. Is that a thing? Link in link bio. Link in our bio. Link in bio. <laughs> Slide in DMs. Link in bio. Is that a thing? Is that a, is that a social media? <laughs> Thirty mail, uh, Brooklyn. You got mail. <laughs> ASL. ASL. Um, so uh, that led into the U.S. title uh, match. Talking uh, about Samoa what Joe and Rey Mysterio. That was awful. Rey Mysterio really has match. to be hurt. Wow. Oh, he, he was is, hurt. I don't think they, they really could have. Well, why even bother putting on there? It, it, Seventeen, sixteen matches, whatever it was. Why? Why bother? Putting this match on there and just make them really uh, bad. Or they could have swapped him out with anybody else from that battle royal. Yeah, yeah. They, I think, wanted to take advantage of it and and further save, re- enforce save some time. Yeah, and also enforce the the monster effect they're trying to build with Samoa Joe. Try to make him look more dominant. Let him go out there and squash Mysterio in a minute. Keep that story going so that way it boosts his image up further. I guess that's the the I guess the. Um, benefit you could get out of yeah. that situation i suppose yeah and you can always like you could always go back you know ray could always come in and say you know it's it's one thing for him to just lose but it's another to lose so quickly where it's you, know, you can consider it a fluke so i think right. you know ray can easily come back and say i wasn't 100 percent. you know i they told me not to go out but i went out anyway and that makes him look that, good. That's what happened. Yeah. You know, so I, I want to fight you. Well, with I, th- I think that I think that and the next match, the Roman Reigns Drew McIntyre match, I, I I think what made both of these matches not that great is that they were right after the Kofi Kingston match, and, and Andrew, you kept saying this, and I totally agree with you on this, that doing that after such a big match is basically I, I I'm assuming the word the term here is pratfall. I don't know, probably not, but it, it's not that. It's like a, yeah, it's like putting on it's like putting on uh, I, I don't know, like a fantastic TV show and then watching a really shitty movie afterwards. You know? Yeah, it's like it's like right. a come down. Like all yeah. these all these matches, you know. And I, I mean, look looking through it, and I mean seriously, I'm looking at the Wikipedia page right now. Out of the next one, two, three, four, five matches, one, two, three, four of them were pretty unnecessary. Actually, all of them were unnecessary because. <laughs> You know Samoa and Ray, or Samoa Joe and Ray, that you know squash. And as far as predictions, let's see, let's see who we had. I think we all had Samoa Joe winning. Yeah. Um. Uh. Yeah, I think it looks like everyone said Joe is winning on that. Actually, no, no. Oh, Mysterio. Uh, I think John and Danny may have mentioned Mysterio. Yeah, I think so. But. Yeah, but he was injured, so that kind of throws it out the window a little bit. But as you were mentioning, the next match was Roman Reigns against Drew McIntyre, and Drew McIntyre had a lot of uh, bagpipe players. That was that was a cool entrance. Buck-tish, yeah, that was pretty cool. I mean, oh, I missed that I entrance. I missed that too. Like, I went, went to go get beer. I went to the bathroom. 
Yeah, I, I, I had I had to uh, go to the bathroom. There was no way I wasn't going. Yeah, that end of the night rush would have been doomsday. So it'd be what it be. Legion of Doom. <laughs> yeah, Roman Reigns won this. I think we all predicted he would win it. Yeah. So straightforward. No um, harm, no foul. The, I think the, the, the match wasn't that good though. <laughs> Super um, safe. Yeah. Very, very safe. Very just you know cut and dry. Raw. It was like a raw quality. Yeah. Like, main event. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, no, I mean not. Uh... Uh, which led into what we then think was going to happen: Elias doing his music concert, uh, and this was probably the the most surprising thing of the night. I think it was a lot of fun. Um, so, for those of you that missed WrestleMania, which was probably none of you, um, <laughs> uh, Elias came out, uh, sat in the ring, did his guitar shtick, um, but he also had uh, his band with him, uh, consisting of Elias on drums and Elias on keyboard. Uh, and Very they were awkward. both on the yeah it was yeah. kind of awkward but they were both on the screen they were playing with each other <laughs> yes <laughs> I said that they were playing keyboards and instruments with each other uh, in unison with Elias playing guitar all of a sudden Elias gets interrupted like normal and there's a video package of the Yankees and Babe Ruth I'm thinking to myself everything's in black and white and the only thing that could possibly be close to this is CM Punk. Because you know, he, like his video either, package is all yeah. black and white and all that stuff, but obviously that's pipe dreams that it's not going to happen. My God, can you imagine that place would have went absolutely bananas? Yes. I'm However, pretty sure there would have been a riot. Yeah. However, we did get a uh, a nice little comeback uh, of John Cena returning as the Doctor of Thugonomics. Yes. He had some very good rhymes. Yeah, in his, that was fun to see. His man. disses were on point, as the kids say. Um, and I think this is actually leading to a heel turn. They were fire, Chris. They were. He fire. actually said it. Yeah. They were fire. That's Golden right. Sh- yeah, <laughs> one hundred. Uh, yeah, he was keeping it one hundred. Kept it one hundred. A, a very long time ago, I was like, I was like, I was watching, and this is not just convenient because it's you know John Cena and he made an appearance at Mania. But I was, I remember watching SmackDown when I was younger and seeing like all these old guys come back and I'm watching Cena and I'm like, you know, one day I'm going to be watching WrestleMania when I'm older and John Cena will probably come back in this gimmick and he'll look terrible and he'll just, you know, try to like, uh, you know, have a call back to like 2005. Well, that day came on Saturday. And that day <laughs> came on Saturday, uh, Sunday. Sunday. But, but the best thing. But was he that great? He, yeah, he looked great, and he actually changed the name back to the FU. Yeah, uh, he was, re- you know, he yeah. was relevant. It's like it wasn't like a sad. I'm like, oh, this guy's seen is gonna come back one day looking like a sad, you know, old man, like a backwards cap. I'm like, yeah. God, I don't look forward to that. And and ended up, I felt like I was back in 2006. And uh, he's actually starring in a new movie next uh, next year called Ernest Turns Heel. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, incredible. <laughs> um, he's, he's this generation's Jim Varney. Yes. Yeah. But uh, but I thought that was very cool. And hopefully we see more of Dr. Thugonomics. <laughs> Vern, I will go over in this match. <laughs> um, all right. So, uh, yeah, we, yeah, Elias, I think we all thought. Which we, yeah, we just all thought Cena was, was either yeah. Cena or Taker or whatever. <sighs> I would have liked to see him play. <laughs> to be honest, yeah, uh, Elias, I would have liked to see what he what he came up with because a lot of his lyrics they're fun, they're, yeah. You know, right. I would have liked to see what he had, but you know, Let's... everybody loves the. Uh, I mean, they're jobbing him out now because you had the Undertaker, the long-awaited. Uh, 
Shh, nobody oh, knows about right. that yet. All we didn't right. talk about that. <laughs> We're going to need about two minutes to talk about that. Uh, <laughs> Whatever. All right. My goodness. Triple H and Batista. <sighs> went, on, went on a little too long, I yeah, think. That was my it, own. It went on been, too long, yes. It, it could have been better if they, if they properly wrote out the storyline. 125%. Yeah. And, and the video package is awkward, too. Like, it, it was kind of like a Mad Max thing for Triple H to come out. That's what but it his, was, yeah. But his his, his vehicle, yeah. vehicle that he came out on was very cool. Yeah, it, it looked like something out of Mad Max. <clears throat> I'm gonna yeah. keep saying Mad Max. That was cool, but I wish I wish his entrances had more of a connection with the with like the place that he's in. Yeah, like if it was New York, come out know, in the cab. <laughs> maybe oh god, I think Cena <laughs> like, like, did that. Hell an Uber. Yeah. <laughs> um, Excuse me. Uh, it's, uh, are you my Uber driver? Uh? <laughs> Uh, this but. is uh, for Hunter. <laughs> um, um, the, the match did go on way too long. Yeah. It, at one point, like I, I don't know if I went to the bathroom or not, but that was like the match. That was the match to go to the bathroom in. Um, yeah. I, although I was very surprised by the amount of bumps that um, Batista, Batista yeah. took. He took a bunch of bumps. Uh, not knowing if he's on uh, any upcoming movies or if the. Uh, you know, movie studios want him taking those bumps. Uh, but he, he showed that he could still take a bump. Well, Endgame didn't come out yet, uh, but I'm sure he's in the middle of filming Guardians Three. So, mm-hmm. um, Andrew, you're, that's your that's your. Oh my! Forte. Uh, he might be in Endgame. He was dust last time I yeah. saw him. Oh, I'm sure he's gonna be in Endgame. Uh, he will be in Volume <laughs> Three. But uh, but he actually came out in a. Uh, convoy of limos or convoy that of was kind of cool yeah. I thought that was kind of I expected like Chris Pratt and them to come out of the other limos that, <laughs> that would have been pretty cool <laughs> that would have been sick yeah but they wouldn't have liked to see him lose yeah <laughs> yeah that's... they probably they probably wouldn't have had him lose if that was the case and that's one weird part too of the story is that he's a, a celebrity coming in just like paid literally just to lay down for Triple H I don't know it just seems like it just seems weird to bring a celebrity back as a heel. Yeah, you know it's a little awkward. Well, it's like Cena. Cena came back as a heel. No, no, he didn't, I, I nah, don't. I don't know if he was a heel. heel. Yeah, I think he's. A, I think he's gonna maybe eventually. Heel. But yeah. but it's like you know the fact that he like beat up Ric Flair on his birthday. Like to me, it just that was kind of out of oh, that's out of, out of contact. Here. That yeah. was yeah. that was good for the shock factor. I think that was a good way to start it. Yeah. I mean, good they, they, way to introduce him back in it. I mean, that took everybody by surprise. I thought that was really cool, but then I think after that, he, he um, it just was. I don't know that the promos, the the give me what I want, spitting all over the microphone. It turned, it started turning into a joke, and then it just became think, yeah. Triple H making fun of him after that for that, and I guess it wasn't the way I think they wanted it to go. I, I don't know. I think they had a miss. They should have had a uh, Ric Flair. Run out with the sledgehammer at the end. Yeah, and hand it off to Triple H. They did it, and it was so awkward though. There, there was a couple of gruesome spots though. Uh, he he ripped out Triple H uh, Batista's nose ring. Yes. Uh, yeah, that was cool. And, and the wrench with the the fingers. Oh yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. Well, speaking of uh, matches that may not have been that cool, the next two were pretty much duds. Uh, Baron Corbin defeated Kurt Angle in uh, Kurt Angle's retirement match. It, it was nice to see Angle uh, and be there for his retirement match, and he still got the you suck chance. Yeah, it's, and 
Mm-hmm. You know, that, that's his way that, you know, you know we love him for that. Because he takes that and takes it with a grain of salt. Yeah, it just, just seemed a little... But it was such a bad match. It was... Yeah, like, in and of itself, it was fine. But it was just so, like, this is what's happening. And it's it's almost like WWE was saying, you know what? we've got We're going to give you guys enough. This is... Like, we want Corbin to go over here because he is a future heel, so... I know we wanted to see him and Cena, but who knows how good that match would have been. Yeah, I, I noticed. I'm, I'm looking at the uh, Wikipedia page that you have pulled up on your phone, Andrew. I'm, I'm creeping on your phone, yes. Six minutes for that match, um, and then the match after that was pretty brief. But, um, yeah, it was uh, it was a letdown, I think, for a lot of people because people were hoping that Angle would have been given an opponent that could have been... You know, on another level, I mean, if you wanted to maybe revisit revisit Drew McIntyre and Kurt Angle one more time, even though Angle got destroyed that first time, maybe you could have maybe revisited that and, yeah. and really enforced McIntyre being a monster, and you could have switched it up and had Roman go up against Corbin. Mm-hmm. You could have done a lot of different things, but I, I just think that right now, it... it it was a letdown for me as a Kurt Angle fan. I, I could definitely, as as bias would, would dictate, kind of yeah, suck. But, but I understand what they're trying to do. Speaking of uh, letdowns, I, th- I believe the last two matches were kind of letdowns, too. Yeah. Well, let's see. Well, we had we had Finn Balor defeated Bobby Lashley. In four minutes. Yeah. In four minutes. Just For absolutely no reason did well, he have to bring back the, the, the demon. Yeah, no. Motif. At this point, it's getting though, played out. Yeah, at this point though, it was like eleven forty-five, and people were getting tired. Yeah, but um, but you I, know, it was, it was a quick match, and I had friends at work that were coming home from uh, a, a trip over the weekend, and Sunday night they were asking me like, you know, they mentioned that they actually flew over MetLife because they were going to, you know, I, I guess it's, I don't know if it's necessarily flying into Newark, but. It's like they were like, yeah, we saw the lights on. It met life, and I, we realized that it was WrestleMania. <laughs> so imagine seeing that from like from down. Uh, did you wave to them? <laughs> I said, I was like, what time? I was like, did your flight come in at eleven forty-two? They said, um, oh yeah, we came in eleven thirty. Yeah, was like, matches were still going on. <laughs> so uh, that that match was kind of a uh, kind of a dud. Yeah, um, nothing happened there. I think we all. I think Chris, you said Bobby Lashley. I think the rest of us yeah. said Finn Balor. And Ballard, I, I just don't see. I mean, you're. I don't know what you're gonna do with uh, Bobby Lashley, my man, Bobby Lashley. Hey, I don't uh, know what you're gonna do with him. You know, you have him. You're gonna have him continue to feud. Smackdown. Yeah, he should probably go to Smackdown. He's definitely yeah. someone that they could use a fresh start. Mm. All right. So speaking of fresh starts, I don't know. In a fresh end. Means. Uh, we're gonna go right into this and basically say that the Raw and SmackDown Women's Champions winner take all. The hype for this match was insane. Right, insane. it was months and months now, and months in the making. Did it? Did it deliver? No. No, I don't think could have so been either. a lot better. No, could have been a ton better. Um, the Charlotte Charlotte came into the ring via pre-taped video package of her piloting a helicopter, landing into the landing in the parking lot. I don't out. think she piloted it. No, she I, I don't know. She was it? What, what, she flew it. Yeah, <laughs> whatever. Riding it. Whatever it was. That was a, uh, a uh, look back to uh, Ric Flair. Ric Flair did a yes. similar 
uh, I don't know what show it was. I don't know what pay-per-view it was. He did a similar entrance uh, for a very big match of his. Right. Oh, wow. Um, for all I care, Charlotte Flair could have jumped into the arena like uh, like Lady Gaga did at the Super Bowl. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the match still sucked. But um, I, I wouldn't say it I, sucked. I, it was a nice ending, but... Uh, you Meanwhile, know the ending was filled with controversy with that the roll-up. I mean, it was supposed yeah. to be... A crucifix pin. That's from what I'm reading. They, they, Ronda Rousey would not agree to a submission win. Uh, so it was, it was supposed to be a roll up, but it was also supposed to be uh, a more believable roll up because Ronda Rousey's shoulder was clearly off the mat uh, for at least one of those seconds of the three count. Uh, and, uh, He's. I, I heard that the the referee got a lot Ref of was fine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the referee got fined. Yeah. I mean, that, that really is is surprising. I, I mean, I feel bad for that guy because yeah. was he? he I mean, tell. his viewpoint was obstructed. I don't think he was he able to tell that her shoulder was off the ground. I don't know. It's just another thing. I felt like it was a little too uneven with you know Charlotte and Becky being these you know that they know how to work in a ring they are um you know they they work their way to this this point not saying ronda doesn't deserve to be like on like a on a big stage like this but you know you have her running in like kicking and punching charlotte and becky it looks so weird and then you see that compared to what charlotte and becky like what they're doing and they're just they're doing normal wrestling moves and you have it's just I feel like there was too much of a clash of different fighting styles, and it, I, I thought it would have it would have worked better if it was a one on one between Ronda and Becky. Has Ronda done triple threat match before? No, I don't think so. Don't, this is the first time she's done I don't a triple think threat match. So, yeah. Uh, and for those of you who care, uh, because Becky Lynch won, I'm currently drinking a Guinness. Yeah, <laughs> in her Boy, honor, in tribute. Uh, there you go. And I was, you know, but you know, I got to give it up to Ronda. She did break her hand during the match. Yeah, she yeah. Her hand during yeah. The match. I, where, where did that happen? I didn't see. I, I rewatched the match. I didn't see where it could have been broken. Uh, maybe it was like she could have landed wrong at some point. Who knows? Yeah, and, yeah, I didn't really notice anything that was out of the ordinary where I could yeah. see where it could have happened. Um, I I do feel bad for the women that they had. You know this. They were given the main event slot, but at the same time, the slot was also at twelve o'clock at mm-hmm. night. Yeah, where everybody and their mother was either falling asleep, they were worrying about trying to get out of there, and you know, even you'll see that Becky when Becky Lynch won, everybody just headed towards the door. Everybody was walking out of that stadium as she was celebrating with both titles. Sadly, it should yes. have been a monu- a monumental. Uh, achievement and a, and a great moment for women's wrestling and you see people in the background head towards the door guarantee you if it was 11 11 30 at any other pay-per-view any other show people would have been all standing there in unison just sure. writing it out but to your point chris this was at the end of a seven hour marathon of wrestling where people admittedly including myself we were just very tired i mean we were don't get me wrong as fans we were happy to see that moment to see it unfold and we were able to soak it in for a couple of minutes at least at least which was nice but it it is a shame like you said for for the women because they were given this this 
honor to go on last, having the, the distinction of being the first women to main event at WrestleMania in the 35 years it's been held as an event. They'll always be able to look back on it as a historic mark in the company's history. They'll always be able to say that this happened, yeah. and the women will always look back on it with pride. And, and, and the, the good outweighs the bad, of course, by far. But strictly speaking, just from a live audience perspective, it was tough to really, I think, sit through for, for half the people there easily. Right. Mm-hmm. And I, I think we all agreed that Becky Lynch was winning that one, right? Yes. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. It, it was, uh, there was no way you could go anywhere yeah. else. And uh, she, she gave her the new title of Becky Two Belts. Becky Two Belts is a great, yeah. great name. Yep. Um, so do we want to talk about uh, Raw and SmackDown quickly? Uh, we can touch on a few things, but oh, I, I think all in all, yeah. the show was good. I think the WrestleMania 35, it was a yeah. it was a good show. Just Yeah, no, I was really glad to be there. It was definitely super fun to be there with all of yeah. you guys. And I, I think uh, it was, honestly, I think this one was better than WrestleMania 29 when we went. I 100% agree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This yeah. definitely was yeah. much better than 29. Half the guys from WrestleMania 29 aren't wrestling anymore. So. This is true. It's wild to think. Are you that. saying that Fandango uh, against Chris Jericho? <laughs> it, it made our worst WrestleMania list, so yeah. yeah. Wasn't that good? Yeah. Um, okay, so as far as Raw is concerned, uh, Rollins opened up Raw with the uh, championship celebration. Uh, and basically, he, uh, he corrected the crowd. Uh, when the crowd said, you deserve it, he yeah, said, no, we deserve, we deserve it. it. We deserve the it. crowd started that. Um, yeah. And they also announced a superstar shakeup for next week. Yeah, so that's going right. to be interesting. Um, Kofi Kingston came out to challenge uh, Rollins to a... Uh, winner takes all. You know, yeah. Winner take all, which was a terrible letdown. You know, when you know the bar came out with absolutely no reason to be out there. Had no bearing on any of these I'm, feuds i'm wondering if they're going to be doing this to build up the tag tag division a little bit make kofi and seth a tag team and break him break kofi off of uh, the new day mm-hmm. while they both have the belts while they both have the belts why in the, why well didn't didn't hogan and macho do that as the superpowers weren't they both title, yeah weren't they, weren't they both title holders at the time no no macho I mean, man was the title holder yeah okay so, I, I gotta say right. though, for for both Raw and SmackDown, as far as like post WrestleMania, I thought it was I thought they were both pretty tame shows. Yeah, nothing yeah. really happened out of the ordinary. Yeah, there was bad. a couple of returns, a couple uh, a couple of debuts. You had Lars Ulrich uh, return. That was cool to see. Lars him. Ulrich. <laughs> uh, uh, Kurt Angle actually yeah. returned, um, and he basically wished uh, Baron Corbin bad luck. Uh, yeah, and then Laura Sullivan yeah. came out, who's going to be another Snitsky. Yeah, I, I don't see him going anywhere. Uh, he's going to demolish. He demolished the Hardy Boys after their win against. Uh, his, Great. His, his finisher is the anxiety attack. Um, oh jeez. Oh, <laughs> um, Damn, shots fired. Yeah, Alexa Bliss returned to any ring competition uh, after yeah, lengthy. She looked good. Yeah. A uh, very quick match against Bailey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, uh, Lacey, Lacey finally, Evans, finally, 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 finally did something and basically, uh, basically punched Becky in the jaw. You know, she board. must be she must be very good because the only way that I could see Vince McMahon risking uh, her the start of her career with one uh, one real encounter. Because everything else, she's just been walking out, and everybody's like, ah, she's annoying, she's annoying. 
when she actually did try and make an impact, it better work. Otherwise, she was just going to be someone that's annoying that can't wrestle. <laughs> yeah, no, she knows. Uh, so yeah, she's she did really well in that first. Yeah, she 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 wrestled. She was in the May Young Classic two years ago, and then from there she spent time in, in NXT, and she had some time in NXT a few matches. I remember watching. She um, seems to have, I think, the the ability and the potential to be really good. A lot of people mm-hmm. in the company are really high on her, and they they really want to do a lot with her and see like where she could go as far as uh, becoming like a big name player. Yeah. They're having well, hope. I mean, they're putting yeah, her right she, in the mix with Becky right now. So that, yeah, that says she's something. giving her Becky. Uh, also, also on roll was Dean Ambrose's final WWE appearance, which I don't know if it's true or not. Um, something tells yeah, me something, something it tells is. Me, yeah. Something tells me it's not. Uh, because why, why would his contract be over the Monday night after WrestleMania? Uh, maybe it's just how the contract structured, but I, I know. Yeah. Like, even after we're after Raw, he's, he's gone. And they really, they really went deep with the whole thing with Lashley However, saying, "I'm going to take care of Renee while you're gone." Yeah. And, See, I don't like, think mm-hmm. that's true because because on Wikipedia, I know Wikipedia is not the best thing. <laughs> if you look at the WWE roster, he is currently unassigned with WWE. Unassigned, like he hasn't, he's on no show. Right. Hmm. I mean, maybe he ends up just somewhere like Cena, after the just like up. Taker, just like yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's. I hope they I would let be him, very surprised. I hope they let him do what he wants. Um. And he finds something. I mean, it's it, it it's tough. He probably doesn't want to be. You know, I mean, we don't know what goes on in his head, but, you know, I I, I imagine he's probably like, too many NXT guys are coming up. There's you know, all these people holding these titles. I'm not gonna get my chance to shine for a while. Right. So, mm-hmm. I get it. I will miss him, but uh, I think as most of us will, he's always a good character. Uh, Sami Zayn returned uh, and faced Finn Valor for the uh, Intercontinental title for some reason um, <laughs> and lost, but... Uh, the crowd but, singing his theme song was fucking awesome. Yeah, and then Sami Zayn <laughs> Even, was super heel and said, oh, I really missed oh, this, but... It was so good. Yeah, yeah. He, he caught everybody. Yeah, by surprise. He did that, and on SmackDown, he came out and and just came out before the main event, and everyone was Said singing. You don't deserve it. He's like, ah, you're not worth it. Yeah, yeah, that was that was pretty cool too. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, and the biggest surprise of the night, the Monday night after WrestleMania, uh, Elias came out. Mark my words, the next one to interrupt me is a dead man. Gong. Gong. Everyone called it. It was like, yeah, he's a dead man, so Taker's out tonight. Obvious. But I wonder yeah. if I wonder if Taker's going to start like a SummerSlam return type thing now every year. I think it might be to align with the Saudi event that's coming up. Yeah, that's they're possible. trying to they're trying to push uh, Elias versus uh, Taker, uh, hopefully in a gimmick match, like a you know either buried alive or I, I love uh, that with like a casket with, match. Feel, I feel bad for Elias. It's like you know what we're going to give you a dream match against Taker. Awesome at WrestleMania, no at the next Saudi event we have. <laughs> oh, um, it gets pushed. No one's gonna watch Saudi. that. Yeah, but 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 that that little thing was pretty cool seeing uh, Taker come out. Um, and the final match of the night was the winner take all match uh, between Kofi and Seth, whack. which Boo. turned out to be a shack. Because uh, the bar interfered. Whack. Yeah, the bar interfered. They restarted the match and made it Seth and Kofi versus the bar, and it was awful. Did you hear the chance? The chance of AEW yeah. were deafening. Everybody in the crowd was looking to, you know, from the hard camera. They were looking for the, to their left because 
guess what? Beach balls were out because nobody cared about the main event. Yep. Uh, what a what a terrible terrible. You know, which like you know they could have done something. They could have done a thousand things. You could have had Rollins' next challenger come out. You know, that's like you know have McIntyre come out or something, yeah. and you know whoever. But uh, or that's where you introduce Lars Sullivan. Right, Lars Ulrich, get, get it right, Lars Ulrich. I, I, I picture, <laughs> I was telling Andrew, I picture Lars Sullivan it's, when he speaks. He sounds like this. Hello, my name is Lars Sullivan. <laughs> Hello. Um, um, it's not, an not, awful not, spot of trouble. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> um, not much else happened on SmackDown no. except we do have new uh, SmackDown tag channels. That Boys. was very interesting. Yeah, that was very cool. Hardy is, but something tells me Usos are going to go to Monday Night Raw. Yeah. Um, Kofi mm. had a celebration, um, which was, was interrupted by the bar again. Uh, what else happened? I'm trying to think. Uh, Lacey Evans came out to uh, punch Becky again. Becky yep. Lynch again. Uh, not any much surprises? else, really. Were there any surprises on SmackDown? Uh, Braun Strowman was that on was, it. Uh, yeah, that was cool. one cool spot with, with Samoa Joe coming out, coming out talk, you know, beat up our truth talking about how he's the dominant dude in wwe and then Strowman came out that was fun to watch yeah uh the the iconics defeated the brooklyn bells yes job. some jobber tag team but yep oh my god yeah, who, do you, who do you think Paige is going to uh bring on she she said i'm bringing a a tag team of my own next week she said her friends right isn't that what her, her words yeah who is it i don't know i don't know that should be interesting hey. to see Anybody from NXT, Nick, that you would think? I hope they don't bring up anybody from NXT. Cause I hope not off. either because it's going to be oversaturating. But uh, maybe somebody, a team from NXT UK? I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Um, I'm not sure. Well, also, next week's Superstar Shakeup, so maybe a tag team from Raw. Yeah. Could maybe. be. Potentially. Yeah. Um, best part of the night, I think. Shane McMahon. Oh, gosh. I, I think it was the best part of the, the SmackDown. Uh, he came out a, once. A, a costing. Yeah. A costing the. Uh, he came out once before commercial break and was like, uh, the, basically, the main announcement said, Shane McMahon won't come out uh, until his trophy is in the ring. Came back from commercial break or uh, or the video package showing the whatever it was, Mania. Trophies in the ring. Uh, came out again. Um, and Greg Hamilton, who is the ring announcer, was like, ladies and gentlemen, yeah. the best in the world. Shane McMahon was like, nope, no good. And they kept doing it. But yeah. they kept doing it. McMahon threatened him with his uh his career. Um mm-hmm. kept and pulling him by his tie. Yeah. And and I think they're I think Shane was trying to uh insinuate um CM Punk. You know, the, 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 I've heard that too. Yeah. But I I mean I I think they've just taken that best in the world moniker or something that WWE owns. Yeah. You know, and it's like CM Punk can't call himself the best in the world because we're already calling Shane the best in the yeah. world. Mm-hmm. But and, uh, uh, I think that was I think that was just about it. Yeah, and the Hardy Boys closed out the show, and that was a pretty decent match. Um, yeah, tag six titles. times, uh, no, eight time champions, eight time tag team champions. Yeah, for the Hardy Boys, congrats. Yeah. And then we have the uh, Superstar Shakeup next week. We'll talk about it a little bit more then, and uh, see what where we uh, where we net out with uh, with some of these guys going with our predictions. Gals, yep. yeah, going. That's right. And on that note, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we are going to close out tonight's show. 
Uh, if you have any questions, mm-hmm. comments, or concerns, reach out to us on the social. Uh, M3 Arena Show uh, on Twitter. M3 Arena Podcast on Instagram. M3 Arena Podcast on Facebook. Uh, send us your pictures if you went to WrestleMania. We'll be, and we might post them on social media. Um, yeah. Uh, let us know of any fun matches you saw and what your thoughts of WrestleMania 35 were. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the post, post shows. Uh, any funny shows. things you saw in the parking lot, too. Yes. Yeah, we, a bunch we, of we things. have to post some good stuff. Yep. Yeah. And on that note, ladies, good night. Peace out, everybody. Bye. This has been an Awesome Studios production.